0: What you should eat and what you shouldn't eat is a constant source of confusion. Whether it's gluten-free or lactose intolerance or a whole host of other food intolerances that are touted as the reason why people don't feel good or have gut problems. But as you cut through the jungle of online food experts, articles, Instagram influencers, the answer is often more simple than you would expect. It's just basic steps to good gut health and in turn, overall health. I'm Mark Pendergast and in the next 15 minutes, we will navigate the minefield of diet and nutrition. You'll probably be surprised and shocked at how simple it is to be healthy. We'll probably make you look at your weekly shop in a whole new light and even save you money on the expensive fad diets and the foods that take more than they give. Elaine McGowan is co-author of What Every Woman Needs to Know About Her Gut. And I think, Elaine, the first question I should ask is why does every woman need to know about her gut?
1: (laughs) So every woman needs to know about her gut because IBS is a very common gut symptom and it actually affects 75% of women. So it affects one in 10 adults and 75% of them are women. So it affects one in six women and it affects 350 million women worldwide. And that's why every woman needs to know
0: about her gut. Is this a modern phenomenon with the diet we have that's highly processed? Is is that the issue we're looking at?
1: Definitely, I do think that certainly females are very busy. There's no doubt about it that we now can be working full time, looking after young children, multitasking and often we can result to eating on the run, eating too quickly. So our pattern of eating plays a role. If we skip meals, um, that can affect our symptoms of our gut. And also um, if we resort to processed meals, so very highly processed meals, takeaway meals, convenience meals and ready meals um, often contain ingredients such as resistant starches. Now, they can be good for the gut bacteria, but in women who suffer with gut problems, it can cause uncomfortable symptoms like bloating and
0: wind and pain you're saying three it affects 350 million women worldwide is diet the only thing that affects this is can it change your diet just to eradicate all those symptoms
1: Um, No, a diet is certainly a part of it. But what's very important, if anybody suffers with gut symptoms, um, particularly like IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, and this basically affects the digestive tract, particularly um, the lower digestive tract, um, the small intestine and the large intestine. And what often happens with irritable bowel syndrome is that all of your tests can come back negative. But many women can still be suffering with uncomfortable gut symptoms like bloating, wind, pain, sometimes diabetics, sometimes constipation and sometimes diarrhea or constipation. So the first thing we would say to all women is actually to get a proper diagnosis. And then after that, we would see that it's a multidisciplinary approach to managing it. So the correct diagnosis, looking at the medicine end and then diet plays a role. But also what plays a role is certainly all of the lifestyle factors. And in our flat gut diet plan, we have a team's approach to that. And that addresses all of those um, lifestyle uh, factors that can affect gut symptoms.
0: It seems to be, doesn't it, the, the digestive problems. People just suffer with them for a long, long time and just put it down to a bit of indigestion or feel a bit bloated and they never get round to fixing it.
1: Yes, so that can happen. To so many people, and we saw that an awful lot during the COVID times. That when people worked from home, they actually found great comfort in working from home because they had easy access to their bathroom. But that many people realised, oh my goodness, I've been suffering with these symptoms for a long time, and they realised they were more pronounced. So an awful lot of people sought out advice, and they decided to do something about it. And they would have go to their GP as a first port of call, and often the GP will do routine bloods or some stool tests to see if there's anything there and if they felt that it warranted further investigation they'd send them to a consultant or a specialist gastroenterologist who could do some further investigations and often people will get a diagnosis they're delighted that there's actually no significant finding like celiac disease or um, inflammatory bowel disease like colitis or crohn's but that still leaves them with these uncomfortable symptoms every day. So people do go a long time. We often see people 20 years where they've had these uncomfortable gut symptoms and haven't had them investigated. So it's really important not to self-diagnose to get them investigated. And the first port of call would always be your GP and investigate any of the symptoms we really don't recommend self-diagnosing and we don't recommend people should suffer in silence and the GP would decide then what to do. So if the routine uh, blood tests and stool tests were normal, they may suggest as a a specialist for maybe a gastroscopy or a colonoscopy. And that would be to rule out those other digestive conditions like celiac disease or inflammatory bowel disease. So please see your GP if you're experiencing any new or ongoing symptoms and they can really help determine what's going on, and help you get the correct treatment.
0: Obviously, the book goes in depth about what to eat and what not to eat and how to approach your diet but what are the sort of general guidelines you would give people in terms of just having a healthier diet so
1: the first one is i think there's some really easy wins to try and reduce some of your digestive symptoms and we often forget these easy wins and sometimes we go to quite extreme measures of cutting out whole food groups from the diet which we wouldn't recommend so i'll just go through some of the easy wins with you so there's three really looking at your food pattern the second one is also looking at some of the foods that you're eating. And then the third one would be looking at the fluids that you take. So the first one is certainly looking at that pattern. Are you eating too quickly? Are you rushing are, when you're eating? Are you multitasking when you're eating? Don't skip meals and to chew your food because all of our di- digestion begins in the mouth. When we look at the actual foods, as you've just mentioned, um, Mark, we, we have a high intake of processed convenience and takeaway foods um, for some people. And these are definitely a trigger for gut symptoms. So We'd always recommend people to try and cook from fresh, where possible, buy foods that are in season. And then for those busy people with busy lives, I would always recommend maybe batch cooking. And we've got some lovely recipes in our book, like a caroline chicken, a gut-friendly spaghetti bolognese, and these are all suitable as well for freezing. And then the third one is watch the these foods that we call artificial sweeteners, and they end in all o l s, and they are like sorbitols, and they're often found in sugar-free chewing gum and also some slim foods and also some diet products and they can cause abdominal bloating wind and cramps. Another one I would mention is fiber. We're really passionate about fiber. And we know that so many people are not getting enough fiber in the diet, but for our gut sufferers, it's very much about getting the right amount of fiber. So some people are taking too little and that causes constipation. And then on the other extreme, we have people that maybe are taking too much and that can equally cause bloating, wind and bowel frequency. So we call this the Goldilocks factor. It's about getting just the right amount of fiber. And we know that that fiber feeds our gut microbiome and is so important for our overall health and then when it comes to fluids just watch your intake of carbonated fluids and we know that with caffeine if we take too much caffeine we can get bowel frequency and be running to the bathroom and then if we're constipated a little bit of coffee can help so very much about finding again that Goldilocks factor just the right amount for your gut And the other point in the fluids would be the alcohols. So we know that alcohol affects a lot of gut symptoms and particularly those fruit cocktails. So one might be fine, but if you had a lot of them in a night, you definitely might notice that. So they're just some of the things to be mindful and they're really easy wins. And they can certainly help reduce um, discomfort and uncomfortable gut symptoms.
0: So definitely avoid 405 tequila sunrises is what you're saying. (laughs)
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and some have six, I think, <laughs> in a the night. They seem to be very popular.
0: Is there anything when you go into the supermarket where you look on the shelves and you immediately makes you cringe and you think why are people eating now?
1: Well I suppose uh, Professor Ryan my co-author has a a lovely phrase and she always says no one food will kill you and no one food will save you so um, and that is she's quoted that from a researcher in Canada many years ago and so I think that's true so I think we have to look at really variety and diversity so in terms of feeding our gut we are looking at, at taking all of those foods from fresh so making sure that that you eat the rainbow, that you have lots of color and variety from vegetables, fruits, salads, herbs and spices in your in your shopping basket. So rather than maybe look at the ones that we have to avoid, I would probably focus on the ones that we should include more of in our in our shopping basket. Our flat gut diet in our book is based on a Mediterranean style diet, which really is very beneficial for gut health and for total overall health. And again, that's eating that rainbow. Lots of colour and variety from fruits, vegetables, salads, herbs, spices, some nuts and seeds, lots of oily fish, which gives you loads of omega-3s and then some lean proteins as well and some dairy. So we find that a very good diet because it includes a variety of all nutrients.
0: Why is it considered the Mediterranean diet to be the the gold standard? What What is it about that diet?
1: Well, it's actually the variety, the diversity, the fiber, and we know that the ranges the ranges of different types of fiber and different types of plants really feeds our gut microbiome. And we've got 50 trillion microbiome down there. We've got a whole ecosystem. And we know that the range of the whole foods and the plants actually feed those gut microbiome and they produce short-chain fatty acids. And they are what are really beneficial to our health.
0: It seems to be fairly basic, doesn't it? And everybody seems to be searching all the time for a new type of diet or a new diet product or I'm going to detox I'm going to fast what, what are your opinions on these
1: our gut sufferers, yeah we find that a little bit problematic so again we would be um, very much in favor of an inclusive diet. So we'd include all food components and all food groups. So we are seeing an increasing number of people that are going on extreme diets and they're taking wheat and they're taking dairy out of their diet. And we'd be concerned about that because we know that with wheat, again, in our flat gut diet plan, we have, we have designed a unique point-based system to help you take control of your symptoms and to navigate what quantity of this you're able to tolerate so we all know that wheat is actually found in these little foods called fructans and if we take six slices of bread a day and a big bowl of pasta that's going to cause gut symptoms but for many of us rather than eliminate it all from the diet because it feeds our gut bacteria it helps our our gut motility and it's very good for overall health and we actually recommend you navigate the point-based system so you find out what your tolerance level is first so most people will tolerate two slices of bread a day and we also see a lot of gut sufferers and taking dairy out of the diet. And we know for women in particular, dairy foods are extremely important for bone health, particularly later in life. So we are advocates of including uh, dairy in the diet, but we're very much advising people to include it in the diet, but find your tolerance level. And most people will tolerate a glass of milk. So you're absolutely right. People are going to extremes. We see them in our clinic every day of the week. They're taking out wheat and dairy, and yet they're still attending Barber, Professor Ryan. They're getting all the investigations done, which are coming up as normal, thankfully. And then they're often referred to me for the diet and they maybe are unnecessarily restrictive diets. So we are very much inclusive of all foods, but finding your tolerance for them. The Flat Gut Diet Plan actually does that.
0: So basically what you're saying is when people say they're gluten intolerant, when people say they're lactose intolerant, they maybe aren't that, they're just... Overeating in terms of gluten and, and lactose.
1: Absolutely. You can it is often about your tolerance level, how much you've taken. So in what every woman needs to know about her gut, um what we do with the flat gut diet plan is we really help you Um, take control of that and navigate your symptoms and it's done really simply because each point in the point based system is given a a, a portion size of the main food trigger so it's very easy to navigate and you know uh, Barbara and I, Professor Barbara Ryan who's a consultant gastroenterologist, we've got over 50 years experience and we have helped over 60,000 people find um, solutions to gut
0: problems. Obviously there's a huge industry behind this but producing gluten free bread which is bread with no fun in my opinion it's a bad replacement to get these these foods that have had certain things removed all the time
1: yeah I think that's really interesting isn't it because I don't think we realize when things are taken out that other things go in Um, so it's even like if you think of a skimmed milk they actually take the fat down but they put the sugar up so skimmed milk has got a really high lactose content and skinny lattes can really co- affect our um patients if they take a big like a Half a pint of skinny latte, they'll get bloating and wind. And similarly, with um, a lot of products, obviously, if you're a specific diagnosis of celiac disease, you need to follow a gluten free diet. It's one in a 100 people would have a diagnosis of celi- celiac disease. That's roughly the incidence. But you're right that it, they take out many ingredients and they often add in more fat and more sugar and more preservatives. So sometimes these products last an awfully long time. And if you're not a celiac or you don't a wheat allergy which is a very small percentage of the population only about one percent of the population and um, you are better off finding your tolerance of wheat foods and it's very much about the quantity that you eat
0: it seems to be the more i speak to you that the simple approach is best and the the food industry itself is making things more and more complex for people trying to offer people quick fixes or self-diagnosis because they they think they're gluten intolerant or various other conditions is that how you see it
1: well, I think the reason why Professor Ryan and I came together to write this book was actually she was walking with her brother in the Camino uh, at the Camino the year before um, COVID commenced, and she was really frustrated about the noise that was out there from non-experts and really frustrated about the amount of people coming to her clinic that really were misadvised and they spent quite a lot of money on different supplements or different tests that really weren't validated. And she was concerned about that. So her brother actually said to her, why don't you do something about why don't you write a book? So she approached me in the January before COVID to say, Elaine, would you be interested in writing a book on this? And I'd always wanted to do this. And uh, I was delighted. I just jumped at the opportunity of sharing some of our um, knowledge and experience that we've been so fortunate to gain over our 50 years joint career. What we are seeing every single day in clinic is that people are more frustrated and more confused than ever. And I would have thought that as a registered dietitian and I'm 30 years working in the area of gut health, that I'd actually be redundant today, that I wouldn't actually have a job because there's been so much information available that I thought people wouldn't have a need to attend myself. But what we're actually seeing is the exact opposite. We're seeing so many people attend our clinics with so many symptoms and also being quite ill-advised. And then we wanted to give them a solution, the easy wins dietary wise, and then the flat gut diet where they wouldn't have to eliminate any food groups, but they're inclusive of all food groups and to find their individual tolerance. And then our TEAMS approach includes team stands for exercise, which we know is really important in managing your gut health. Alcohol, which I just spoke about, it can affect your gut health and then also your mental health.
0: The simplicity is difficult to get nowadays because it's such a complex world out there in terms of what we eat and fad diets and detoxes and fasting and a million other different things that seem to be thrown out there and your book i think puts it perfectly where it's saying the simplicity of a good diet and you can have a little bit of everything is absolutely key
1: yes it is and and um, we are delighted my co-author as i said professor barbara ryan and myself we are just so delighted with this book and we're delighted to share the knowledge with more women and help them be educated and help them make informed choices and also we want them to enjoy food and we want them to be able to enjoy the sociability of food
0: the book is what every woman needs to know about her gut the flat gut diet plan it's in paperback now you can get it in kindle edition as well available on amazon and i'll say in all good bookstores as well and i think you've put so eloquently here how simplicity is best and you've got the plan here with this book
1: Yes. And also, we also have an Instagram account, which we're quite active on, called The Gut Experts. And we'd love if anybody would join us on that. And we have quite a lot coming up in the coming months as well. And um, we'd love to share that with any of your listeners as
0: well. Thank you very much. And I think we take from that simplicity is key. If you get the book £12.45, as I see it here on Amazon which is a lot cheaper than any other fad diet. If you go into the supermarket tonight and buy two special gluten-free products, it will cost you more than that, and I think this book could be worth its weight in gold. Thank you very much for speaking to us, Elaine. This is Podcast Radio. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo.